Hello and welcome to Upstage the Podcast, your regular dose of theatre news and reviews. I'm Rachel. And I'm Abby. This week we're going to talk about theatre news, as always, and then we're going to tell you about our favourite male theatre performers. We did the female version a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about who our favourite male performers were, so we thought, why not just do a whole episode about men it? Men do not get enough recognition. Oh, they don't get enough credit for it's all the time, good work that they do. Mm, it's time for the men to, to get a mention. We didn't want to wait for International Men's Day, because... Because no, <laughs> every day is International Men's Day. <laughs> so, the news this week... The first bit of news this week is that the new London theatre is being renamed the Gillian Lynn Theatre. So Gillian Lynn is a really successful choreographer who did things like Cats, which is which is groundbreaking choreography work, <laughs> Rachel. If you say so. And so Andrew Lloyd Webber announced this week that the theatre, Cats debuted, is being named after her. This is the first West End theatre to be named after a woman. Which Yay! is nice. That's very exciting. Yay! It's only 2018. I know. <laughs> there has been a new Hamill drop. So every month this year, Lin-Manuel Miranda is releasing a new remixed sort of version of one of the songs from Hamilton. And this month's is a really, really good one. It's my favourite yet. It is called Found Slash Tonight. And it is a mashup. Do kids still say mashup these days? I think we do. But that's what it we is. We might not be kids right? anymore. That's what it is. It is. It is a mashup of the story of tonight from Hamilton and You Will Be Found from Derivan Hansen featuring Lin Manuel and Ben Platt. And it's very pretty and it's sort of coinciding with the March for Our Lives March, which is the 24th. Yeah. So this week, actually, yeah. So, yes, go and listen to that if you like Hamilton or Derivan Hansen or just good music. Speaking of good music, <laughs> the Take That musical, The Band, yep. has announced a 50-show run at the Theatre Royal Haymarket. So this will be the show's West End debut, and it's sort of over Christmas time, December to mid-January. So The Band is loosely based on Take That, so it's kind of somewhere between a jukebox musical and a sort of bio-musical. The Band tells the story of a group of teenage girls who are obsessed with the band and the band are the young men who were chosen from the tv show let it shine last year i mean i haven't seen it but it seems like the general idea is that the band breaks up just like take that did and then they the band reunites and these friends now grown women go to see them somewhere in europe or something and so it's that's the whole plot yeah but it's a lot about sort of nostalgia so there's okay the main characters are the band then there's the girls as teenagers and then yeah. as sort of forty something year old women. And it kind of plays with time a little bit and shows them back in the day and as they are now and it, it seems to be a nice exploration of kind of female friendship and that sort of okay. um, teenage obsession and we, we've got quite a lot of experience with that, so yeah. we'll probably I just enjoy it. I mean, look, I haven't seen the show, but when this news was announced I watched the trailer and I did a little bit of of looking at it and I think it actually seems like quite a nice story and people seem to have really enjoyed it so it's been touring for a while now around the UK and I think it is it's quite nice and obviously it's the music of Take That and that's largely inoffensive. Relight My Fire is a great song. It's a great song and it looks like they perform it like Take That perform it. Ooh nice. (laughs) Which people know if they know. (laughs) Who's Um, who's your favourite Take That? My favourite Take That is Jason. Yeah, correct choice. Um, So, yeah, maybe we'll see that when it's in London. 
The last piece of news is that West End Live, the dates for that have been announced. It's going to be the 16th and 17th of June. If you don't know, West End Live is a massive concert series over a weekend in summer in Trafalgar Square in London, where you can, for free, go and watch lots of musicals perform a couple of songs from their show. And it's a good time. It is a good time. And the performers haven't been announced yet, but keep an eye on that because it's just a great way to see things for free. Yeah, it tends to be all the big shows doing kind of the major numbers. Hamilton, I'm sure, will be there. I'm sure Hamilton, Jamie... Mm. Les Mis always rocks up, Les don't Mis they? always rock up. I'm singing the same yeah. song every year. <laughs> it's a good song though, isn't it? So on to the main event. I feel like I say that every single week. On to the main event. On to the main event. So Men. if you listen to our female performance episode, this is going to work the exact same way. So we picked three each and we're going to alternately tell you about our three favourite theatre performers. My first one is arguably my favourite of all the theatre performers and it is Gavin Creel, who is... Just a joy, a joy of a person with a fantastic voice. So he started his career in Thoroughly Modern Millie on Broadway with Sutton Foster, who we talked about in our female theatre performance episode. He was actually Tony nominated for his role in Thoroughly Modern Millie in his Broadway debut, which is nice. He plays her love interest and he has some really, really nice songs in that. He sings What Do I Need With Love, which is a solo. And then there's I Turn The Corner slash Falling In Love With Someone, which is a really, really beautiful song, which is like a quartet between four different people, obviously, because it's a quartet. But the harmonies in that are really, really beautiful. And you get like a real sense of the tone of his voice. All of the past erased, glorious future faced. Now that my life you've graced, I'll never be the same. I turn the corner. So he was in Mary Poppins for a while after that, and then he went into Hair which he led on Broadway. He was Claude, and he was totally nominated for that as well. So there were a lot of great songs that he sings in hair. So he sings the Act One finale, which is Where Do I Go? He sings Manchester, England, which is great. He puts on a British accent and that, and it's terrible, but it's fun to listen to. He also did a really good version of a song from hair called Going Down at a Benefit concert. I'll try and find the YouTube version of that because his voice is really great. After hair, he came over to London to open the West End production of Book of Mormon, which is my favourite role that he's ever done because he's so funny. Like, in his other roles, he hadn't really had the chance to, like, play that kind of character. It was also, like, the love interest or, like, Claude in hair is extremely serious. And the Book of Mormon, he just gets to be more loose. Is that the right word? Just to play around with it a bit more. It's a really funny show. It's a really funny role. He sounded so good. Like, there were some really big notes in the show, actually. And every time I saw him, I saw him six times, I think. I just really, really like him in that show. It's a bit old though, wasn't he? Rude. He was 36 playing a 19-year-old. What is wrong with that? Perfectly acceptable. Totally acceptable. It might have been older, actually. It might have been like 38 playing a 19-year-old. Didn't look a day over 19. (laughs) I mean, he was amazing. He was excellent, but he's just a touch older. Than the, uh, well, yes, he role. is. We also met him. We went to the stage door and we met him. We did, after and that Book was not at all awkward. Well, f- Abby did not enjoy the whole process, but Don't not because of him. He was great. He was really lovely. Lovely people. Just awkward. We, we're not good at stage dooring. We're just, no. we're not the right kind of people for it. It was difficult. Yeah. It was difficult. But you just, got a really good picture. I got a really great picture with him. He also won an Olivier Award for his role on the West End in Book of Mormon. And when we saw him, he did like a small sort of not concert he didn't it was more like an, a Q&A and interview session at the Charing Cross Theatre called Singular Sensations 
and we saw him in that and he brought his Olivier Award to that and that was funny that was great that was a really great show he sang some of his own material at that he sang a couple of songs and that was very very enjoyable so after London he moved back to New York and he did the same role on Broadway um, in Book of Mormon for another year I think and after that he went into She Loves Me now we've seen She Loves Me we not with him we saw like the London production in that he played quite a sleazy like mm, what's another word for sleazy just not a very I mean, nice he's not, character he's not a great guy he's not a great guy he's very mean to one of the female characters and doesn't treat her well and I wish I got to see him in that because it's completely different to like the roles he played before where you root for him and I would like to see how he took that on so that brings us up to his most recent role, which is Hello Dolly, which he's been in for the last year and won a Tony Award for, finally wins a Tony Award after so many nominations. He won for his role in Hello Dolly as Cornelius and he's actually out of it at the moment because he's recovering from back surgery, which I found out today. He's been replaced by Santino Fontana temporarily, but he'll be going back into that soon. So if you're in New York and you want to see Hello Dolly, watch out for him because he is just top notch. I would also like to just mention a couple of other performances of his that I like. So he does a really, really nice Corner of the Sky from Pippin, which is on YouTube. So I'll put that in the playlist that we'll make. He also has a great dog, which I just wanted to point out. He's not very active on Twitter anymore. He used to be very active. He used to post vines of Wally all the time. Wally's the dog. But he doesn't... It's just disappointing because I do miss... I do miss his yeah. vines of Wally. He was a good boy. Very good boy. I hope he's all right. Um, so the first performer on my list is Matt Doyle, who is probably in a lot of ways my favorite performer mm-hmm. it's hard to say he's he's probably the first broadway performer that i actually became really invested he's in your and Adina followed. Menzel. he's my adina menzel he's mm-hmm. my adina so the first thing i heard of matt doyle was in the cast recording for bear a pop opera he's never been in the show mm. but in the recording he plays one of the lead characters I don't remember where I kind of came across it online, but someone was talking about Bear, so I decided to have a listen to it. And that's basically how I ended up here. Mm. Um, that was the first musical I kind of listened to without seeing the show, just listened all the way through and had an emotional journey. Oh, um, I bet. Because it's not really a fun show. It's really not. In listening to it, I was like, who's this person? Because I think they have a lovely voice. And then I probably spent, you know, like three hours on YouTube watching videos of Matt Doyle. <laughs> so he did that recording in 2007 when he was just 20 years old. And that's also when he made his Broadway debut in Spring Awakening, just in before their Tony Awards performance. So you can see him in that tiny little fetus, Matt Doyle. Um, <laughs> and he was just a, um, a standby in the show, but then took over the role of Hanshin. And then from that, he went on to perform in Bye Bye Birdie on Broadway as Hugo Peabody, which didn't last that long it on didn't, Broadway. No. He then went on to star in Warhorse when that opened on Broadway. Then from 2012-2014, he played the same role as Gavin Creel in mm. Book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, to be fair, it's very, if you're a sort of crisp, yes. pleasant looking white yes. male, it's the pinnacle. you're going you're yeah. gonna to play Elder Price one day. Yeah. Matt Doyle played it a little bit younger, a bit more of a baby Yes, face. all right. So he did that for a couple of years. And since then, that was kind of his last Broadway show. So it's been a a few years since he's been on Broadway. Mm. He's done a lot of off-Broadway stuff. He performed in West Side Story and this new show, Jasper in Deadland, which looked really weird. I don't know if you ever saw any of the (laughs) stuff. No, I didn't. It looked strange, Mm. but kind of cool, but Mm. weird. Most recently, he was in Sweeney Todd off-Broadway last year and A Clockwork Orange, which 
just a clockwork orange seemed to be an excuse for a lot of like very buff men to not wear many clothes. Sure. Sounds like from all the marketing I saw for it. Yeah. But people enjoyed it. And he also does a lot of non theatre stuff. So he has two EPs and an album. And he also has a comic book with his best friend Beth Bears, who is on or maybe it's not on, maybe the show is cancelled. Is two broke girls still on? I think it's not. She's one of the broke girls. So she's an actress and the two of them have a comic book together. And then he also was in Gossip Girl. So Matt played Jonathan, who was Eric's boyfriend, Serena's little brother. He was also in the film Private Romeo, which is a sort of Romeo and Juliet, but between two guys and set in a military school in the States. Which is a decent film. It was never really released in the UK. I mean, I don't know for sure. I'm sure you can find it online. But I went to see a screening at our university. So when we were still at uni, when the director, for some reason, in some sort of film festival, came over and they did a screening of it. And he did a little Q&A and stuff. And I went because I really wanted to see it because Matt Doyle was in it. So mm. I just kind of rocked up alone at this thing that was mostly like film study students. I was like, hello, I'm just here to watch a Broadway <laughs> actor in a film. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, but it was very interesting Q&A and stuff. And there's a really beautiful song at the end of it. The kind of closing credits are of him singing You Made Me Love You, which is a old Judy Garland song. It's a really lovely song, but it's just kind of really, really stripped back. You made me happy sometimes You made me glad But there were times, baby You made me feel so bad You made The music that he writes is really nice and it's a bit more kind of bluesy and he works really hard on writing and producing so he takes quite a lot of time out sometimes to prepare and to arrange his albums and things they're really worth a listen there's a lot of good youtube videos of matt Doyle because he does a lot of gigs in new york and just has a really beautiful voice i feel like i just kind of whizzed through his career you did without saying much but i've never seen him live because he's never done anything here but one day my next person is Aaron Tveit. So Aaron Tveit has had, I think, quite a prolific Broadway career. He's been in quite a lot yeah. of productions. His Broadway debut was in Hairspray in 2006 as Link Larkin. It's just adorable. Oh, Aaron Tveit is Link. I would have loved to have seen that. Then in 2008, he joined the first off-Broadway production of Next to Normal, where he originated the role of Gabe. That is a great musical. I think you should all go and listen to it if you haven't already. The cast recording is fantastic and he has some great solos on there. So between 2008 and I think 2010, he went sort of back and forth between Next to Normal and then he went into Wicked as Fierro. Then he went back to Next to Normal to do their... They did a Washington out of town production. Then he came back to Wicked. And then when Next to Normal came to Broadway, he went back to that. And so they, there was a lot of back and forth. I saw Next to Normal. I didn't see him in it. Sadly, he'd already left by the time I got to see it. But it's a great show. So definitely go and listen to it. After that, he was part of the development and the first production of Catch Me If You Can at the musical, which I think, I mean, it wasn't on very long. He plays the Leonardo DiCaprio role. I think it has some great numbers. I can't really imagine how it translated to stage. Yeah. Because it's all about, like, fraud, unless you can, like, the intricacies of it and what makes the story so good. People enjoyed it. It's got some fantastic songs, like Goodbye is a great song, and Live in Living Colour, we'll have to put that on the YouTube playlist because that's quite a big song and dance number, and he's fantastic in that. I think he won... 
I want to say a Lucille Lortel award, but it might have just been like a random award for like best male dancer on Broadway that year for Catch sure. Me If You Can. But he's a great dancer. He was in that with Norbert Leo Butts, who was the original Fiero, which is really cute. After that, he's done a few random little bits of things. So he did the Hollywood Bowl production of Rent. He was Roger in that. He was in Gossip Girl for a bit. Another Gossip Girl. He was Nate's cousin, Trip Vanderbilt. He was in the Les Mis film. So he was on Jurassic in the Limmers film and a sh- a just a really shiny beacon of actually being able to sing, I think, in that film. I'm just glad he got to be in that. I'm glad a, a wider audience got to see him. He also did a show called Graceland, which was on the USA Network, where he played Policeman Mike Warren. <laughs> Again, I, I didn't watch it because I didn't want to. But he seemed to look very attractive in that, which is what counts. He's got a very TV face. He's got a very TV face. He's got a very good face. He wasn't cast in Glee because he was too attractive. Yes, correct. And he also, you might have seen him because he did Grace Live, which is one of the American networks when they put on a whole musical and they, it's what it says in the term, basically, it's, it's live. And he was Danny Zuko opposite Julianne Huff as Sandy. And he was... Like, he's got a great voice. He sounded really, really good in that. He just does not... He's too nice to play, like, Danny as a bad boy. Yeah. Which I think was, like, the main... Not criticism, but just the main observation. Was that he he's wasn't, like... the strongest in Grease Life. No. He's not, like, as believable as, like, a bad boy. But he looks great in that he's outfit. also... I mean, I, I feel like this is going to be me every... A little old? But you he looks, stop! He looks a little old in Grease Life. I, I know, I don't disagree. No, but no. I don't care. Because he's got a good face, Abby. And he it should be in more face. things. More recently, theatre-wise, we saw him in Assassins at the Menier Chocolate Factory at the beginning of 2016. Which was fantastic in every respect. It was a fantastic production. He was incredible in it. It was a really, really small space. So we were like really quite close to the action, as it were. And he was great. He's a great actor. He's just a really compelling performer. He definitely is. He's the sort of person, when you see him live, you see why there's so much hype. Like, he's very enjoyable to watch videos on YouTube, but there's something special about him in person. Yes. And then most recently, he was in a production of Company, the Sondheim musical. He was the lead in that. I want to say at the Kennedy Center in Washington. And that was last year. So that's what he's been doing. I'm not sure what he's currently working on. He was in another TV show called brain dead but i think it got cancelled really quickly but so he's he does a lot of, he's done quite a bit of tv and he's done quite a lot of theater and i hope he comes to london again soon because that was a real treat which i never expected to happen i never thought he would come over here for anything really and i hope that he does that again i will also say that he does so there's like this yearly thing called broadway miscast where theater performers sing songs that they wouldn't get to sing in the actual production and him and nobody or butts do a great version of what is this feeling from wicked and there's also a great video of him and Gavin Creel doing Take Me or Leave Me from Rent, which is just a treat. Baby, take me for what I am Who I was meant to be And if you give a damn Take me, baby, leave me the next person on my list is someone who a lot of people will be familiar with, Jonathan Groff. Before I get to the thing that made Jonathan Groff a star, I- I've never heard of the show that he made his Broadway debut in, but in doing my uh, lacklustre research for today's podcast, I found out that he made his Broadway debut in 2005 in a show called In My Life, as he was understudy for the lead character and a swing in that show. In My Life is a love story about a Village Voice personals editor with OCD and a musician with Tourette who are brought together by a jingle-singing god. 
That's the Ooh. yeah. Playbill said that it was generally regarded as one of the strangest shows ever to have graced a Broadway stage. <laughs> it it didn't last long. No. It lasted a few months. It it seems to have been not well received. No. People just like that was batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. But it gave Jonathan Groff his first Broadway credit. Yes. So that's nice. And then he went from that to do off Broadway run of Spring Awakening in summer of two thousand six. He was the male lead, Melchior Gabor, in that show, then went on to take it onto Broadway, starring opposite Leah Michelle. Jonathan Groff was Tony nominated for Spring Awakening, his first nomination. He didn't win, but (laughs) he still did really well. Having been in that show for a couple of years, he went on to also perform in Hair. Yes. As Claude in the Shakespeare in the Park production. Yes. That's, that's sort of a big thing that happens in Central Park every summer. And he also, around that time, did a film taking Woodstock and some off-Broadway theatre. So he did this show called Prayer for My Enemy and returned to Shakespeare in the Park for the Bacchae. I never know how to say that. Mm. But you know, that really famous Greek play. Yeah, sure. Um, and then in 2010, where a lot of people would have known from, he joined the cast of Glee yeah. as Jesse St. James. Oh, great character. And he was just fantastic. He was. Because he can really sing. Unlike, he really can. You know. It, it, Don't even say what you were about to say there. I was going to say a lot of the cast members of Glee. Rude. He's great Shady, in it. shady, shady. He's great. He was just a guest star, so he's from the rival school. He comes in and out, returns at the series finale, kind of just... Marries Rachel Berry. Sure, why the hell not? Mm -hmm. Why not? So he does that. And then in August 2010, he made his West End debut Mm. in Death Trap, which I went to see, obviously just because he was in it. Mm. And it was fantastic. It was really fun. So it's a straight play, not a musical, about murder, but then also this weird love triangle. (laughs) Um, It was him and Simon Russell Beale and and Claire Skinner. And it's just a really funny, it's a a dark comedy. Hmm. But he was excellent in it. And he won the What's On Stage Award for Best Newcomer. Ooh. Probably because a lot of Glee fans voted for him. Yes. But Let's be honest. Whatever. But, you know, someone's got to win. Including don't you, I'm sure. I probably did. I can't remember. <laughs> in 2012, back in the States, and starred in the LA production of Red alongside Alfred Molina. And the only reason I put this in is because Red has a West End revival this year. Ah. Alfred Molina is returning to the role and he'll be starring opposite... Alfie Enoch from ah. um, Harry Potter and How to Get Away with Murder. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was fun. That's so I nice. chucked that in, even though I, I know nothing about this LA production of Red, but I'm sure Jonathan Groff <laughs> was fantastic. And then another massive thing for him, obviously, was that he did Frozen in 2013. I just have, I have a bracket in my notes. So long ago! So long ago. It was so long ago. It, it was five years ago. That's crazy. So he plays Kristoff in that and sings, not much, but basically a love song for Reindeer. Quality content. Yep. And he also, just after Frozen came out, 2014 was in the film version of The Normal Heart. Such a good film. Which is so good, but so upsetting. So heartbreaking. Um, it's about the, the, the AIDS the crisis, AIDS crisis. It's really worth a watch, but like, make sure you're either alone or with people you don't mind just crying. Uncontrollably in front yeah, of. Yeah, you know, like ugly crying. Mm. Because obviously it's very upsetting. But yes. it was a really good... Um, yes. Really good film, and he's very good in it. And also in 2014... He got a starring role in an HBO series called Looking, which ran for two seasons and then a movie, which is, he's the starring role in it. Basically follows this group of friends who are all all mostly gay who live in San Francisco and it's sort Mm -hmm. of modern queer culture in San Francisco. So then in 2015, 
he did a one-off concert of How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying mm-hmm. at the Royal Festival Hall in London. Yes. Um, opposite Cynthia Erivo. And we went to see that. We did. And it was and great. And he's, he's just a joy. He's got a really great voice and just is really enjoyable to watch. He's he just is. A really great head of hair. Great head of hair. And it's just and a winning smile. So at that time also he was in Hamilton. So he joined the cast um, during its off-Broadway run as King George and then transferred the show to Broadway. He was nominated for his second Tony Award yep. for that. And one of the videos we'll put in the YouTube playlist is so there was this thing called Ham for Ham at the beginning of Hamilton on Broadway, basically because mm. there were so many people there for the lottery every day and it was insane and it was mm. an in-person lottery. So Lima Mel Miranda started doing these little performances before each show and they kind of got more and more elaborate as it as they went yeah, on. Yeah. But one of the best Ham for Hams, in my opinion, yes. is Jonathan Groff with Brian Darcy James, who, yes. who was the first King George off-Broadway. Who nearly made my list, actually. I love Brian Darcy he is, James. He is excellent. And Andrew Rannells, yeah, who... He's my favourite Ham for Ham who, as well is also excellent who also played Elder Price in yeah. <laughs> in Book of Mormon yeah. who did a short stint while Jonathan Groff had to leave to film a bit of Looking yes, and Randall's filled George. in him yeah. as King George so it's the three King Georges and they do a little number of them as the Skylar sisters it's brilliant. and it is just it's so excellent good. it's so good whether you know the show or not it's just pure joy it is really great and then most recently has been in Mindhunter which is a Netflix show He's excellent. That's a bit of a darker role. It's Mm. um, basically about the FBI team who created profiling for serial killers. Mm -hmm. But it is good. And he also did last year a podcast. Yes. (laughs) Trying to be like us. Called um, 36 (laughs) Questions. Not as good as ours. Which is a musical podcast, which is worth a listen. It's fine. (laughs) Um, There's some great performances of him on the YouTubes. He is obsessed with Sutton Foster, who was Mm. one of my favourite female performers. And there's a fantastic video of him recreating her Tony Awards performance, which was in our playlist for the female. We'll put that in the YouTube. It's great. There's a great video of him singing the Lonely Goat Herd from Sound (laughs) of Music. just a really classy performer just fun just lovely what a nice guy good all round good egg jonathan groff a good egg a good egg so my third and final person is norm lewis now norm has been working on broadway since the 90s he's got a very very long and prolific career that i don't have time to cover now so i'll just highlight a few things he's been in the who's tommy miss saigon the wild party chicago he's done so many benefit concerts the way that i first heard about norm is from the broadway cast recording of sideshow which is a musical about two conjoined twins in the vaudeville circuit in the 1920s and norm lewis plays their very good friend who travels with them as they start becoming like bigger performers and he sings a song in that called you should be loved and it is such a beautiful song oh my god his voice i could listen to it all day he hits these massive notes and it goes so high and so low the structure of it is like so there's like an argument in the middle of the song and then the final section of the song you can feel his anger through the recording it's so good it's so powerful one of these days you will look back and sing after you learn that a spark's not a flame 
How you push the love aside When you're married to nothing When your misery's broke And that was only on on Broadway for, I think six months in the 90s so it wasn't it's not like a massive show but it's a great show and i think you should all go and listen to it one of his other really big roles is he's played javert in les mis quite a lot so he's done that on broadway and in the west end i saw him in the west end in that and he was fantastic he was really really good he's also in the o2 25th anniversary production of les mis there it is (laughs) there it is again i feel like i'm not i'm not being paid to mention this every single week to make you buy the dvd he is fantastic in that his version of stars from that is absolutely beautiful and just the gravitas that he brings to the role and his presence on stage he's just fantastic and i'm so glad that i got to see him on the west end after that, he originated the role of King Triton in the Little Mermaid musical on Broadway. Sure, why not? Solid hit, though. Solid, a really solid hit. He was also in Porgy and Bess with Audrey McDonald. Another big role that he did recently was he was the Phantom in Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. So he was the first African-American to play Phantom on Broadway, which is very exciting for him. He was, I know he was really, really excited to do that. He's currently in Once on this Island on Broadway. And he's also going to be in the live Jesus Christ Superstar that's on this Easter Sunday. So he's playing a character's name that I can't pronounce, but he's one of the main antagonists who plots to kill Jesus, basically. Jesus. No, it's not Jesus, Abby. <laughs> Judas. He, Jesus. No, it's not Jesus <laughs> or Judas, and it's not Mary Magdalene. It's, it begins with a C, and he's one of Christ. the... Christ. No, not Christ. He's one of the priests that plots to kill Jesus. So if you watch Jesus Christ Superstar, the live production of it, then he's in that, which is nice for him. I'm glad to see him getting some sort of like more recognition in the tv and movie world very exciting for him and i would just also like to say that he has somehow never won a tony award he's been nominated a bunch of times outrageous outrageous because he deserves all of the awards for his silky smooth voice alone and that's norm lewis great and my final performer is jeremy jordan jez Jezza. The first time I heard Jeremy Jordan was in the cast recording of Bonnie and Clyde, the musical, mm-hmm. which really wins on the short-running musicals that we've talked about this evening, yes. because it ran for 36 performances that on Broadway. short. It did not do well, even though it got good reviews. It was nominated for two Tonys for Best Score and Best Actress. Jeremy Jordan actually won the Theatre World Award for Outstanding Debut. That was his first non-understudy role on Broadway. So he had been in Rock of Ages and West Side Story on Broadway, but always as understudies, kind of swings. But Bonnie and Clyde was his first main role. He'd done it off-Broadway and then taken it to Broadway. Laura Osnes was Bonnie to his Clyde, and I just think they both have beautiful voices. So it's an inoffensive musical. It's quite nice to listen to. I don't think it's groundbreaking. I don't think it's so bad that it didn't deserve a longer run. Mm. But obviously I haven't actually seen the show, but the music is perfectly adequate and they're both really lovely performers so it's nice to listen to yeah he was also in that year he was in a film called joyful news which is truly joyous it's got a great cast so it's him kiki palmer sort of the youth in it and then it also stars dolly parton queen latifah and jesse l martin oh who great very nearly took my third spot because mm-hmm. he has the most beautiful voice but he pretty much has just done rent on broadway so i knocked him I had off to cut him. Yeah. jeremy jordan's biggest role on broadway was in newsies he originated <laughs> the role of jack kelly in newsies in the stage show of newsies so first of all in the paper mill playhouse in new jersey where a lot of shows um sort of yeah. doing off broadway test run and then on broadway itself he was nominated for a tony award i love newsies so he was he was great in that mm-hmm. a plus he left newsies to be in smash 
because we all <laughs> knew at that time that Smash would just run and run and it would be a solid job for the next five to ten years. We still need to do our Smash episode. <laughs> we do need to do our Smash episode. I think we've mentioned Smash before, but it was basically a show about Broadway that lasted for two years on TV. He came in in the second season as a songwriter, um, a very troubled young man, broody, grumpy, but he sings a song in that show called Broadway Here I Come. Mm-hmm. And oh, it is just so gorgeous. That's how you meet his character in Smash. And... Mm. And now I'm falling, baby, through the sky, through the sky. I'm falling, baby, through the sky. It's my calling, baby, don't you cry, don't you cry. I'm falling down through the sky to the street that I'm from. Oh, Broadway, here I come. So he was in that for that full season and went on to then star in the last five years with Anna Kendrick, which we also talked about recently. He is fantastic in that. So this was kind of all part of a shift to him getting Hollywood roles. He is currently in Supergirl, which I watched the first episode or two for him. I tried my best. It's not bad. Whenever there's a it's flash crossover, I watch You'll it. Watch so it. I watch the yeah. So, you know, it's like, it's fine. But he's in that. So that's what he's doing at the moment rather than Broadway stuff. But I'm sure he will come back to the stage. Oh, I'm sure he will. Any minute now. He does a lot of kind of Broadway benefit concerts and yes. little performances here and there. He did a mashup um, the next 10 minutes from the last five years and 10 minutes ago from Cinderella just after the last five years had come out and Laura Osnes was in Cinderella on Broadway so who he played against in Bonnie and Clyde they did a mashup of that which is lovely that's on YouTube there's also a really fantastic performance of him doing It's All Coming Back to Me with Celine Dillon Celine Dillon Celine Dillon Celine Dillon which I have watched so many times it's a great song it's a great song there's also a total eclipse of the heart that he does on youtube he loves a power ballad because he's got the he's got the pipes for it but he's also it's just really funny there's also him and jonathan groff doing let me be your star oh that is good that is that is good good. so that's from that's like the big song from smash great song and to show you just how similar all the people on my list are he does a little thing about how there's always someone who takes all the roles you want who's always there in an audition room and for him it's Jonathan Groff and he always steals his roles so my people are so similar that they literally Literally always go for the same same roles roles. so those are our top six male theatre performers we'll put as we've said we'll put a YouTube playlist together so you can see all of them in action enjoy that if you care to and you should it's time for this week's ball bulletin yay 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 there's no Michael Ball news <laughs> disappointingly he's just rehearsing for chess yeah it turns out rehearsals only started yesterday but yeah they're busy busy busy, busy bees, bees. <laughs> any other business what would you like to um, talk about I went to see the York Realist some theatre theatre last night theatre theatre at the Donmar Warehouse um, it's only got like a week left in London and it is sold out these tickets were stressful to buy it was really good it's going to the Sheffield Crucible so if any of our listeners out there live in Sheffield and can get tickets you should go see it I also wouldn't be surprised if it ends up doing a little West End run somewhere like I feel like it's a really good production the cast really good and it might not be the last we've seen of it interesting special mention Ben Batt not to be confused with Ben Platt. <laughs> yeah. 
played George in this production and was just fantastic. I haven't seen him in anything. A young, fresh talent. You were right there with him. He was so raw and real. It was a really amazing performance. It's a really kind of small but powerful play. And Like me, small but powerful. Just like, it was the Rachel of... The, <laughs> the Rachel of plays. The Rachel of the stage. <laughs> It was very enjoyable. So if it does come back to London, we will let you know, obviously. And people should go see it if they get the chance. And if not, just keep an eye out for Mr. Benjamin Bat. Mr. Benjamin Bat, everybody. What's your um, culture for the week, Rachel? My culture for the week is that I've been watching a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. Thank you very much. Hashtag culture. So, hashtag culture. So I finished season three. and pleased that Trixie won, but we all know that Shangela should have won, obviously. And the whole jewellery thing was an absolute fix. Whatever. I'm not bitter about it at all. And then I watched all of All-Stars too, which I'd never watched. And I think Katya should have won that. I think everybody should watch Drag Race just because I feel like Drag Race has got me through some difficult times in my life. It just makes me feel like, who the fuck cares what anybody thinks? So I think if you need building up, watch Drag Race. That is it for this week, everybody. Thank you for listening. You can follow <laughs> us on Twitter at UpstagePod. You can follow us on Instagram at UpstagePod. You can go to our website, UpstagePod.com. You can email us, upstagepod at gmail.com. Upstagepod at gmail.com. There are so many many ways to contact us now. Subscribe to our podcast and rate it and review it, please. That's our only requests. Just a few things. Just that short list of about 100 things. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.